And here we go. <laughs> Let the podcast begin. <laughs> so, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's got to go now. With Josh Kerr. All right, here David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for Begin real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit and Kick Podcast. I'm your host, David Ribich. And I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. Today, we're sitting and kicking it with a fellow miler. I would best describe this man as the track and field heartthrob, the mullet man, or even David's mother's favorite runner. As a duo, we started our battles on the NCAA circuit and have most recently seen each other on the world stage in Doha. From the wacky hair to the yeet tattoo on his finger, he definitely doesn't lack in having a rare old laugh. And that is why we want him on this podcast, to be honest. Is the most requested guest we've had thus far. It's Craig Angles. <laughs> oh up, man, I'm excited for this, guys. Uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, I've been doing a lot of not so interesting Zoom calls, and now I'm excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely are as well. What I will say to start with is, you know, I'll stick with the pronunciation of being Craig, but I mean, the Britain side of me is always what to call you, Craig. But I'll respect it, and we'll, we'll move on from it. That's fine. Just. For the British listeners, it's 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 Craig, Craigie, whatever, whatever. So for clarity yeah. too, Josh's uh, name is Josh. It's not even Joshua. It's literally just Josh. So you yeah. can call me whatever you want, Josh. Just don't call me David. <laughs> yeah. Is it okay? If, is it okay if we call you Craig? Is does that work for you? Yeah, Craig works. I guess. Mr. Okay, Angles. So um, you changed your Instagram bio to your mom's favorite runner. And for a long time, my mom has felt that way about you. So I went ahead and texted her. Um, and I said, hey, mom, so I just want you to get some questions for Craig because he claims to be mom's favorite runners. And I was like, could you give me some questions to ask Craig uh, on the podcast? And she says, oh, yeah, most definitely. So we're going to start. I'll start with an easy one for you. She wants to know what's your shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> First off, hello, Miss Rivich, and I miss you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop by Enterprise Oregon on my way home just to say hi to my favorite mom. On the my way. parents are divorced, and her last name is Reinhardt. Oh, get uh, over We won't get into that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, David's mom. <laughs> Goodness um, me. I, <laughs> uh, as far as shampoo goes, I use none. Wow. So you don't, it looks good from afar, but you don't ever want to smell it. <laughs> um, gross. She asked if you've ever cornrowed your hair. Oh, yeah. I went to actually this New Year's. I was in Jamaica. And my sister, her Christmas present to me was uh, the braids or whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. And that, that hurts. I'm sure Dave had it. Dave's <laughs> yeah. definitely had it. Yeah, I've, I've had cornrows. Yep, I had cornrows in high school. He's trying to um, do everything everything in his power to, to get attention without running fast. And that's David Ribbage for you. <laughs> that was me, too, bro. <laughs> dude, you're not wrong. I mean, Craig's even had moments where he said in an interview, like, if you have a mullet and you run bad, then you just look stupid. And so that's kind of <laughs> like something that I live by, too. Um, so this is a good question. Um, her name is Geneva, and she said, would you ever consider naming your favorite running route after me? Would it be a long run, a tough run, or an easy run? Wait, I'm sorry. Who is Geneva? That's my mom's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew mom. that. Of course I knew that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I'd definitely name, like, the uh, – hmm, let's see. I I I don't want to get inappropriate with Dave's mom. (laughs) I'd probably name um, the most beautiful, stunning, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I'd probably name the most beautiful route after Dave's mom. Appreciate it. Class. She'll definitely be uh, elated. Geneva. She... <laughs> Geneva. Let's Geneva move on from runs. Geneva. I, I want to move on from Geneva. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I would like to start with, you know, moving back to your NCAA. Um, I just want to I want to know because we never spoke about this. You know, you gave up a shot at Chess to, to run the DMR in 2017. You gave a shot like I understand like you saw that you saw the field being super strong and then the big man was there. Like what, what, what why, why were you scared to run the mile? I don't understand. And here we go. <laughs> Let the podcast begin. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't want to make too many excuses for myself. Um, and I, I definitely loved watching someone beat chess from the stands, but that January I had been snowboarding and broke my collarbone and had to get surgery. Uh-huh, yeah. So I only had time to run an 800, and I was the last one in or whatever to nationals with for the 800, but then I didn't make the final, so I was just like, whatever. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I wish I had a better answer than that. Than <laughs> or, or I could keep up with you, but I think I would have gotten absolutely smacked by you like I have every time we've raced. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Azusa 800, you did you did take me on that day. But what, to go on a more serious topic, you know, your journey from NC State to Ole Miss, um, there was like obviously we know a little bit about you before before we start, and you know that was a difficult transition. You said that your high school coach helped you out with that, and you kind of thought about giving up, or and and then you know that move went from maybe you giving up the sport to you know look at you now, like you're you're able to make a living off of it. So like tell if us only a little. You gave up. I know, seriously. <laughs> The US, would even, the U.S. would be even weaker in the 1500. Everyone we'll get... would like me. I'd be the most popular guy in the 15 for U.S. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys did your research on this. but um, So I, I went from high school to North Carolina State for two and a half years. And it was just nonstop injuries. Probably mostly my fault, but I don't think I fit into the coaching program. So I was like dead on ready to quit and just go <laughs> transfer to university with my buddies and join like a fraternity and party <laughs> for the next whatever five years of college yeah <laughs> um and then my, my high school coach called me up and he's like hey I, I my buddy's the coach at um Ole Miss and that's Ryan Van Hoy and I was like god that name sounds so familiar um and it was, it was actually a funny story because he was my camp counselor my junior year of, of high school um for cross-country camp and he had like, I had gotten in trouble at camp, and he was the one who had to punish me, and he, like, confiscated <laughs> an air horn from my bag. And so it's, it's pretty funny. I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. This guy's not going to want me on this team. Um, but I went down, visited, and it was, like, my dream school. Like, so much freedom. Mississippi was just lawless, and um, it fit perfectly. So I transferred there and, <laughs> I guess, got good at running again. Um, and then... Someone told me I could run professionally after I got beat by Josh, <laughs> I'm sure, at some point. Uh, so, so I, I mean, this, it's been that since, and um, I've been having a lot of fun traveling and meeting new people and everything. But, it, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey. Did you, um, do you wish you would have started at Ole Miss, or do you think, like, those first two and a half years kind of shaped you to be able to appreciate what Ole Miss had to offer? They were definitely necessary, um, for, mostly for academics. Like, I had to see what actual academics in college actually felt like before I went to Ole Miss. <laughs> been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Josh is still there, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I actually really cared about my degree at NC State, and it was in renewable energy and everything. But uh, when I transferred to Ole Miss, 
<laughs> there was nothing of the sort. So I don't know where my life would have been there. I probably would have been like, I don't know, opening an auto mechanic shop with no teeth. Like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> far away from that now. Yeah, you're not far away. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> you got I the teeth, teeth. But... <laughs> <laughs> So you go to Ole Miss, you're riddled with injuries in your first two and a half years, but then out of Ole Miss in 2016, you get fourth and fifth at the Olympic trials. Like, what was that? Because that's like the full spectrum of it. It was just like, we had so many good guys there, and it was finally like an atmosphere where I could, didn't get injured, you know? And, uh, I don't know. It, dude, the Olympic trials, it could be a whole podcast on its own because it was just such a ridiculous story. I was like the last one in and yeah. then somehow got fourth. And then I went on vacation with my family in between the 15 and eight just because I hadn't gotten in but to the 15 yet. Um, and then when a coach calls me like a day before the 15, he's like, let's let's just send it. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, and it just turned out to like the perfect 10 days in life, you know, and uh, I think that like set me up for a good senior year of college and everything, but I don't know, man, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. After that was when you broke your collarbone, right? In, in the January. Was that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 17. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It must've been. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone was pissed. Like my parents were mad. My, coach was mad, <laughs> my teammates were mad. I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> so what, one thing that did come up recently um, on my like Facebook wall was that flow track video that you did, the workout you did where like at the end, you're like, you're like, next time I race Josh, like I'm going to be ready and stuff like that. And I was like, I remember watching that. And at that moment, that's when I knew, like, I was like, I'm so far in this guy's head. I was like, if he's talking about me in an interview, I was like, that's it, dude. But like, that was a good workout. Like what, like, did they make you say that? They must've done, right? I, dude, I honestly have no idea. I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like that whole that whole season, I thought we had this understanding that there was a rivalry, but it was unspoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, because my coach would talk trash to your coach, and I would, uh-huh. in my head, I'm like, I got to be Josh. He's going to be Chez. That means I beat Chez. <laughs> yep, Chez the property. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, dude. It was this funny thing, but like, we never really spoke about it, and now we're friends. So it's I know it's crazy. But also, it's still a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you sending me a screenshot of like our police departments like beefing on Twitter, like ABQ, like police department versus I don't know, like like your local police department. They're like they were beefing on Twitter. It was quality. So. yeah that was so funny like I, I don't know what they're saying but you guys just ca- your your guys police department came back with the fire <laughs> they're like, they're like we they're like curb beat craig <laughs> then our police department went silent <laughs> and i got pulled over the next day and put in cuffs you didn't you didn't bring the tweets up being like hey i'm the, i'm this guy you guys have been tweeting about wait did you guys did your police department actually tweet about you guys yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty like, funny. <laughs> it was, yeah, we'll, we'll whip that up on this in kick story when when this comes up. But yeah, it's pretty funny. I've got the screenshots because um, through the messages that we got, we kind of went back and forth with. But yeah, quite quite funny to be honest. But from there, you turn professional. So you know, we we always ask um, our, our guests like, what was that process like? You know, you you run um, you run well at NCAAs and, and maybe you didn't get the position you wanted and then I'm pretty sure you kept like posting the hashtag get that contract or something along <laughs> those lines like how was that 
you know, transition from finishing NCAAs to starting USAs and in, in between that signing process with signing with the Nike Oregon project. What was that like? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if everyone went through the same thing. You, you, you both went through the same thing, but it was pretty hectic because you finished NCAAs and then I had two weeks till I raced David Ribich in, in Sacramento. So <laughs> I can't be worrying about these details, and I have to race David Rivich. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like quite, I don't remember the process like that well. But I do remember it was summer, and we were just training at Ole Miss, and <clears throat> there was like, it was between, it was like the Brooks piece had talked to me, the Oregon Project had talked to me, and and like I think Roland from um, Oregon Track Club had talked to me. And it was just like everyone around me, including my my parents and everything, were like, just see what the Oregon project's about. Go for a year if it's like if it's sketchy, like everyone said in the past. Um, then I would leave. And like you know, there's so many people in your corner telling you what to do. And I was like, okay, like they have the best uh, weightlifting coach in the country, massage therapist in the country, and then Matt Center, what's the reigning gold medalist in my event. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna join if if like. If I ever get uncomfortable, then I'm going to leave. And uh, I wanted to be coached by Pete Julian instead of Alberto just because of uh, all the stuff in the past and everything. And uh, I don't even think Alberto wanted to coach me, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that was it. And, like, I, I mean, it was so cool because I got to talk to Eric Jenkins, who had actually been coached by my college coach, Van Hoy. Um, and he was like, yeah, dude, there's not like it's just like any other pro group. We just have, like, this cloud of darkness around us. And I was like, well. We could probably change that. Um, so I don't know. From then on, it was just like this cool thing where we we got to like start over new kind of with the Oregon Project. But I don't know. I, I like I don't know what out, people from the outside think about it with um, all the stuff that just went down. But I, I I feel like we're a whole separate group than what happened in the past in Alberto's athletes and everything. Is there any word on uh, like your guys's rebrand? I know you guys are changing your group name, right? Or no? Yeah, we're still like we're still looking for cool names or something i don't know <laughs> what was your mom's name again dave geneva geneva track club geneva track club that's on all those lines that could be a bit actually be good we're like all about world peace <laughs> <laughs> are you calling my mom a hippie no 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 the geneva contract or whatever oh okay okay someone took history yeah okay fair enough um so we had Nikki Hiltz on previously, and she never won an NCAA title, but makes a world team. You, on the other hand, never won an NCAA individual title, but you win a U.S. senior title. Um, Josh wants me to read this. Is it because the U.S. is really weak in the 1500? And here we go. <laughs> Let the podcast reeve again. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm not saying yes to the U.S. being weak. <laughs> But I'm definitely up for debate on if the UK is stronger than the US team. Okay. <laughs> what I will say, what I will say before before we go forward is what I was meaning by that. I'm not saying the US is weak in the Fatima because it's not. You have the reigning Olympic champion. You guys are all, like you guys made two. You guys made the world final. You're the first out for the world final as well in Blankenship. So I'm not saying you guys are weak. I'm saying that. The top five in the UK makes the, the UK world team harder to make, is what I was saying. Which, the floppiest part about all this is, as actually, I was on a Zoom call yesterday with some high school, and they asked me about your quote. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, heck yeah. And I was like, 
you know what? He's probably right. <laughs> well, the thing is, what people don't understand as well is, so your guys' trials is what, like nine days, 10 days? Our trials is two days. So you have the heat one day, and then 12 hours later, like, I don't know, 15 hours later, we have the final. Mm-hmm. And so that intensity of like just all events, heat, semi-final, heat final, whatever it is, is all within that three, uh, two days. It's all within a 24-hour period. So that's what I find really intense, and it's a really intense weekend. And yeah. like with with having, you know, we have four guys that can run 332 or below. That's it, it's a tough team to make. Is all I'm trying to say. But no, no I, I may have ruffled feathers on my way in, but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I want to argue with you, but I 100% know that your team's way harder to make. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Grice didn't make the team last year, and he's run what? He was running fourth in the world. Yeah. Yeah, fourth in the world. He ran 330. I think. So, yeah, you, I mean, like, honestly, I'd be terrified to make your guys' team. But I'm also terrified to make the U.S. team. I'm not, yeah, exactly. If I turned up to the U.S. trials, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. whatever. Let's just go, I guess. Like, But, yeah, you know, it's, it's very, they're, they're very intense atmospheres. And for people that haven't raced in Olympics, Olympic trials or a world trials, it's like, especially for the U.S., like, you guys don't have a wild card. We have our third places up for wild card. So it's like if you come third – you might not get picked. It's like someone who's fourth or fifth, if they have a better track record, they could still be picked. So, you know, it's, it is it is nerve-wracking because technically you need to be top two to, to confirm your spot in the UK. Um, right. But, like, if you're a fourth in the US, you're definitely not going. But if you're fourth in the UK trials, you might be going, depending on who beats you. So it is, it is a weird kind of... They're very different. They're very different trials. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys... And to be, make it even more crazy all three the three of you guys that made worlds are from scotland right yeah yeah so scotland's <laughs> the size of, of london um so it's it, it's crazy. a pretty small place so it is it is a bit of fun and uh yeah i mean in 2017 as well we were all from the same club in edinburgh me chris and, and jake are all from edinburgh ac which is like the capital of scotland but it's still pretty small so yeah, yeah. It, it is a bit of fun and, and uh but you know it's all it's all different, and I hope people don't get really angry at me for that because I've had some I've had some you know, harsh messages, and you know it's just part of the sport. I guess, so. For a guy that hiccuped in the prelims for the U.S., though, it would be pretty damn easy to make the U.K. final, though. You know, if you're just talking about making what's like the final time in for that final, like four fifteen so, for the men's no, fifteen hundred. So we have we have nine guys that are three thirty nine and below, ten guys three thirty nine and below, and it's top <laughs> it's top two from each each one and 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 two fastest. For, for three heats. So it's an eight-man final? Top two and three fastest, must be. Yeah. I think it's a nine-man final or something. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. But so. the real the real question is, is if we lined up for a fight, <laughs> the top four in the U.S., I guess okay. I would probably win. Let's not go down this road. Yeah, I was going to say, the unfortunate thing is, like, you think Josh could probably fight someone. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about Henry. I was thinking, like, Henry could take on Josh. <laughs> Henry and his lacrosse stick. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a hard time to get past him. Yeah, he's got the intimidating tattoos though so you know that henry would be able to line up for a fight <laughs> yeah. i slapped henry down on the mats at jiu-jitsu when we, when we were jiu-jitsu in, but he'll be really angry that i brought that up anyway so you chose nike uh, and did you had so you had a choice between oregon track club and you had a, a, a nike oregon project so you're saying that you had the option like after a year you could have left if like that was part of your deal like you were able to leave if you felt uncomfortable or or like what was like that like you know going into a group that you know did have some you know question marks around it because you didn't know what it was really like day to day yeah yeah it's um so i think brooks works a little different where you sign a contract with the team Mm -hmm. but nike everyone signs individual contracts so i could leave the oregon project or the former oregon project tomorrow if i wanted um 
and go train with my college coach. I'm sure Nike wouldn't love that, but uh, I mean, Pete is like Pete is my one of my favorite coaches I've ever had in my life. He like gives me such freedom and everything. So, um, I yeah, I could leave at any any point I want. So, with um, I think one of the most infamous um, Oregon Project photos now with you being at like no longer team, you could say, is you with a Bud Light. <laughs> So uh, I thought you were about to say Galen Rupp putting on a mullet and taking that was the that was one of the cooler team introduction photos I would say of him putting it on. Um, so let's talk about both those moments because that's on your Instagram as well. Um, when I was stalking you and swiping through everything, um, <laughs> and one of the things that I stalked and swiped on is a girl that you took a photo with early on your Instagram. Well, she's married now. She just got married. I don't know if that makes you feel good stop or bad. Stop, but... stop stalking. <laughs> okay, I'll stop, I'll stop stalking. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll proceed. I don't know her name. I don't want to. I don't want to bring her up. I don't want to bring up past loves in the podcast until we get to the banter bowl. So we'll save that till the end of this. But I actually, wish I knew what you were talking about. Sure. <laughs> hopefully, I was on your account anyway. Um. So, the photo of you and Galen when you put on the mullet, and then secondly, the Bud Light. And when's that sponsorship coming to you? <laughs> yeah, that that Galen one was um, an anomaly. I don't think we've said maybe ten words to each other since then. <laughs> And I'm allowed to say this because there's no chance he watches this podcast. But uh, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Hey, we're growing to 800 followers, mate. We're a big deal. <laughs> I just meant there's no. I don't know. No, it's he doesn't, a bad joke. He <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then the Bud Light one, dude, that was awesome. It was right after I won USA's. Oh, we know. Um, <laughs> sorry, it was, sorry. I don't know. I think it cut out there. It was right after I won the USA championship. <laughs> well, Dave knows. He was sitting watching it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase this. It was right after I kicked down the reigning Olympic champion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I went. I saw my family and I gave them a hugs and everything. And then my my really good buddy Ryan Manahan, who I've heard we've contacted for the banter part of this episode. <laughs> oh no. I don't know about that. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know what you contacted him about, but um, yeah. So he tossed me a Bud Light. And I sat there. The photo is hilarious. It's me sitting there looking at the Bud Light. Like, I had three options in my head. I was like, <laughs> option number one, shake this and smash it on my head and look like the <laughs> biggest badass ever. <laughs> oh, but I risked not breaking it and looking like an idiot. That's true. <laughs> and the second option was just downing it. <laughs> but I look around and I see a bunch of little kids, like, cheering and whatever. And I'm like... Wouldn't be the best look. Also, don't know if I'd pass a drug test. I don't know if they test for alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third option was just throwing it back in the crowd, and I was such a lame, and I did that. But next time, because I asked the drug tester that day, I'm like, if I had drank that Bud Light, would I have been fine? He's like, yeah, we used to like give it to athletes so they would pee. Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't dilute you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next time. I will Next drink. time. So did but, they come? Did they speak to you? Did Bud Light have a message with you or no? Dude, this sucked. They Flow Track like tweeted a photo and Bud Light, I don't know, retweeted it or quote. I don't know what. I don't know how Twitter works, but they quote tweeted it or something, and then Flow Track reported it because it was their photo, so they had to take it down. Oh, so, stop so, it. I know. Yeah, it would have been good for the. I feel like it would have been good for the sport. Just to like, it would have. Yeah, we spoke about this on on a like when we were with Flowtrack on a podcast like on Monday or, or last week. We were like, you know, that that moment 
is was so fun and like people would have got behind that and people more people would have watched the sport and they were like well you know it's not a very good look for the sport and we're like have you watched like formula one like where they're on the podium with champagne bottles have you watched other sports like yeah and that's what i said too i was like maybe that's why track and field's not as popular as it is because it's a boring looking sport like people get on the line they run their race they go into the press conference and then they leave like there's no cigar in the mouth of joe burrow there's no like <laughs> champagne bottles and ski goggles on lebron james like track and field seems so boring to media so it's like that first that was like the first glimpse of uh, a progression i guess you could say in, in like the the media of track and field but yeah flow track didn't mention the fact that they reported uh bud light for that silly so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i never got a sponsorship long story short which sounds yeah. good, but maybe next time <laughs> maybe next time maybe if it was like a what is it ultra ultra does no, a lot Mi- of stuff michaela Boltra doing a lot of that stuff yeah 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 White claw. <laughs> like, so you no like a white claw. You seem more like a white claw kind of guy. Um, you joined um, because you said like the reigning Olympic champion who you then outkicked. Um, was there any beef when Centra went to the Bowerman babes or Bowerman bros? <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally understood it. And it was like, um, yeah, it, it was a good move for him because he was going to strength and everything. So there's no beef, but maybe now there is. I don't even know. <laughs> I think I've got beat for them now, to be honest. I think yeah, I called I them out saying I was 4 0 against him. Really? Are you 4 0 against him? Yeah. Dang, that's pretty it's good. Pretty, it's pretty bad races, though. Like, Worlds, I was like 11th in my prelim and he was last <laughs> in 17. And then, like, that Azusa race that you beat me at, that 800. And then, like, two rounds of Worlds, I think. <laughs> that's actually pretty sick. So, uh, I don't know. I'm waiting for him to, like, at me with, like, a gold medal photo of him standing on the podium. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, guy. You're not big time enough, though, for him to even notice who you are. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I'll just mesh him back. Like, I don't know. Uh, I remember when I was 17 watching that, mate, or something along those lines. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I want to bring this up because I remember this, like, really vividly. And I remember it going in my head, like, this is this is awesome that we both feel the same way. But... So in Doha, um, what what happened was it was really hot outside. So everyone was like in the indoor. So everyone was jogging around the indoor track because it was cool. And they like cooled down like inside for all of us, like all the um, the rooms that we were at, the call rooms and such. So right before I went to like the toilet after I jogged, you kept, like we saw each other and we like we like said hey and whatever. And and one thing, you, do you remember what you said? Uh, no. <laughs> you said, you said, and I, I mean, we were both thinking, you said to me, see you on the podium, bro. And, and I, I was like, this is funny because I'd only ever bring this up again if we were both on the podium, but like neither of us <laughs> on the podium. So like, who cares? So it was, it was so funny that that mindset, you know, once you get to that part in, in the world championships where you're all sitting on the same start line for the final, we had a day off beforehand, two hard rounds. And we both like, both of us were like, we're definitely going to medal. You know what I mean? We, we had that mindset. And I think that's really cool that, you know, it was less of a, you know, I'm going to be on the podium. You're not like, I, I would love for both of us to be on the podium. Like it doesn't matter what way around, but like, you know, for first major world championships for, at, at a young age, I thought it was, it was quite funny to, to say that. And for you to say that to me, I was like, that, that's pretty fun. So yeah, I remember that. It was a pretty fun moment. That's cool. I wish I remembered it, but it was probably just the burst of, cockiness with me yeah we're all just the thing is like i remember because i jog really slow 
right? and we're all doing there's a 200 indoor track and like everyone like everyone in the final was like jogging different ways and like people were fast enough and the Ingerbritsons were just absolutely sprinting the warm-up and I was like holy shit like okay like I guess I'll run it faster and try and pass them or something but yeah quite funny but um you know we'll move we'll move on to a little bit more about your lifestyle because I feel like that's like a thing that people really enjoy to watch and like that's what your Instagram is all about and people enjoy following that so one thing I want to ask is like if you had the reins of like an ideal lifestyle you said to Pete like for base training not not like before major championships or anything like what, what would be your ideal situation where would you be would you be traveling around would you be in the van or would you be in Portland you know what I mean what would be the ideal situation for you Man, yeah, that's a cool question. I think for me, the ideal situation would be like a, a sick RV where it feels like a home, you know, yeah. maybe like a hundred thousand dollar RV. And <laughs> maybe in January, January through March, I live in Phoenix, Arizona in the RV and train there because it's like 70 degrees every day. And then um, <clears throat> I don't know. And then maybe like in the summer, go to like Michigan or somewhere cool or Europe um, and just do training camps all the time, you know. That, that's like that's the ideal lifestyle and it would actually my dream is when i'm not doing diamond leagues or anything anymore i just want to travel around the country in the rv doing those uh united states miles that they have yeah and and i mean there's so many of them in so many different places it would just be sick just to show up at the track in, in the rv and i don't know like maybe nike sponsors me and puts me <laughs> wrap on the side or something <laughs> They'll pay for the hundred k, yeah, uh, the the hundred k camper for for just the Nike tick on the side of your van. I think you need to win at least one medal before that happens. I think so, yeah. Uh, Dave seems to have taken a pee break, but I guess he's back. Is yeah, his, his I'm back slow. now, man. I, I've just got so many um hydration fluids here that um I just had to pee and I got nervous. So Dave's um, a little drunk. Dave has yeah, a I'm a little drunk. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, had a Bud Light here for the podcast, but I thought, you know, it'd probably look bad for my image, so I just decided to put it back in the fridge. Um, so, how is this upgraded van treating you? Do you, do you like the, the little sleeker design? Yeah, so, uh, for people listening that don't know, I bought, um, like, an old Sprinter van, like the Mercedes ones that, like, you see Amazon dropping packages off with. Um, <laughs> and, like, I, 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 it was listed for 9000 on Craigslist, and I show up, and it's a running store selling it. So I ended up getting it for $5,500. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was like the luckiest thing ever. And then uh, I drove to Nashville, Tennessee, where I, I did most of my quarantine, whatever. Um, and me and Ryan Manahan turned it into this camper or whatever. And I think the goal of it is to go back to Portland and just put it on Airbnb or like some RV rental company and just rent it out for like 100 bucks a night till it's paid off and then um, either sell it or just keep renting it. Cool. Yeah, renovate a bunch of these, and that would be like I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but that would be like my ideal job when I'm done running. <laughs> so you are gonna be that mechanic without any teeth. <laughs> I may actually become that. <laughs> so did, you went up to go pick up the band. Did they knew? Did they like know who you were because it was a running store? No, dude. So I, I um, it was funny. I actually put on running clothes because I noticed it was a running store in the car. Like, and and I changed into clothes, running clothes, and then walked in. And it was like their warehouse guy who didn't know anything about running. Uh, and so I was like, dang it. So finally we started talking about running. And I'm like, yeah, I, I run for Nike. He's like, what do you mean? Like, that's like the, the most common question we get when we say we're professional runners. They're like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we finally started talking. And then his boss came in, the owner of the shop. And she was like, 
hey, didn't you like win the world championships or something? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny though? A running store doesn't necessarily know your exact accolade, but they have like some form of an idea of what's been accomplished. Yeah, dude, that, and that's just our like, that's our sport, which yeah, I kind of love just because like you could go incognito, but also it just sucks because you kind of sometimes you want to abuse your power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So right now you're obviously not rocking a mullet. Um. I'm sure everyone can go through the archives of Craig Angle videos to figure out how you got the mullet, what started it. And all those things, but are we gonna ever see mullet merch? I know they had that All American T-shirt um, of you on it, but is there gonna be any mullet merch specifically from you to fund your van dreams? <laughs> um, you know, I don't think I'm gonna pull a ten man and just abuse all my high school followers for money. <laughs> I'm gonna sell out too hard, but um, no, nah, I'm not gonna sell merch. <laughs> but I will have a mullet again someday. <laughs> so if we're on the on the uh, kind of vibe of, of a little bit of beef there, um, I would love to know who your what your recent Instagram app was about. Like you know when you said I- I'll read it out for people who haven't seen it, and it was a video of of, of Craig sprinting downhill. <laughs> yeah, Bro, it, was like, it was honestly like it was. I just went on a ten second sprint and said, "Hey, will you film this?" <laughs> <laughs> so what it was said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we get it." You've got a whole extra year to get stronger, and next year is your year. Well, here's your reminder that I'm still here, ready to destroy your silly dreams. <laughs> Where did that come from? I just wanted to start some shit. I honestly wasn't thinking of anyone. Not, I wasn't thinking of Sandra. I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> People were really interested, though. Did you get any like specific messages like, hey, who's this about? Or um, I don't know that like that post that got so many comments. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were all like, yo, that's my boy. Like, <laughs> they're on my team. And I'm like, I'm, they're like, they're like, yo, I got your back. I'm like, there's no one this is directed to. You're like, I'm, I'm literally just driving across the country right now, sprinting down this hill for 10 seconds to make this cloud video for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> I just have been posting like these stupid photos recently. And I'm like, I think people forgot that I run. <laughs> I honestly, so, like, I well, um, in my detective work, I knew that your previous bio was Nike boy and I was your mom's favorite runner. So in this process and transition, I was like, is he even running anymore? I was like, fingers crossed he's not, but maybe he is. And so um, seeing that, I, I immediately undid my uh, draft Instagrams of next year's my year. So um, yeah, just know that you did have an effect, I think, on the, the young generation of runners. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're fitting runs around like all the driving so you were meant to be in vegas right now but you're stuck somewhere or no 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 we're uh so i'm here with uh i'm doing the road trip with my girlfriend and she is a mentor for student athletes at portland state uh and so she has to do all these calls all day of these kids who didn't do their homework or <laughs> <laughs> at, like at home just not doing anything and um we're we're leaving here in like an hour and a half to go drive to vegas we're actually going to stop by, I think Zion National Park is closed, but we're going to try and stop by there. I don't think anyone cares, but. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Dave, go on. This is this is all you, baby. So are, are we moving on to the, the piece? Yeah, I, this is, well, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this a little bit. So I, this is how the Sit and Kick podcast works. You know, I come up with the hilarious ideas and I write the whole script. I, I, I'll write, I'll sit there and I'll write it all and, 
you know, I'll get it all set up for Dave and I'll, I'll message the people we want to have on. And I'm more of a people person. Dave's the kind of like, you know, a little lab rat that sits in a dark room editing. Looking so, pretty. I'm yeah. a lab rat. <laughs> so well, I, I then come on to this call. Like we, we meet a little bit before you, you come on and, and we kind of make sure we're going through things and make sure everything's going to go smoothly. And Dave goes, right, I've got a new segment and I've put it in already. I was like, okay. That that's not normally your job, but I'll let you go with it. So you know, I haven't had a lot of to do to do with this segment, but we'll go for it. So Dave, oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm equally as nervous, honestly, um, because I think we're gonna be able to pull a side of ourselves out that isn't often seen. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna stay clothed. This isn't a video podcast, so you don't have to worry about showing your beer bod. So, in a lot of um interviews or not, i don't even know if it's interviews but articles you've talked about how you'd want to be an actor right let's go okay not not i'm not nervous anymore <laughs> okay wait what, okay wait what was the direction you thought this was going <laughs> i honestly don't know because I, I i'm so nervous i'm about to throw up <laughs> what is he gonna do okay <laughs> um so I also wanted to be an actor growing up. Like I took acting classes. I was in musical plays. I was in theatrical plays. And so I was like, ah, cool. Craig wants to be an actor. I want to be an actor. I always say that if I wasn't an actor or if I wasn't a runner, I'd be a comedian. And then my first joke would be my running career. Right. <laughs> so that's like a segue when I try to get chicks, even though I'm in a long-term relationship. So <laughs> with this, um, we developed a um, genre. Well, okay, I developed a genre, but I first want to say before we get into this to add some anticipation. If you could be in a film and co-star with a male or female actor, who would it be, and what genre of film it would it be? Um. Okay. Well, first off, I have the worst memory in the history of man. So <laughs> the, I took I minored in acting at Ole Miss, and I could never remember the scenes. I could never <laughs> remember the monologue. It was just. So that's why a lot of my interviews, like, on, I'm online runs and I'm thinking about what I would say in an interview. And then the interview comes and I just go a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I, I prefer improv. That's uh, what this is going to be. So nice. that's good. <laughs> and uh, I guess to your question, though, I'd like to be, I guess I'd like to be in um, a film with either Jim Carrey, because he was my favorite actor growing up. Oh, my gosh. We have so much in common. I dressed up like the mask. Jim Carrey's been my idol since I was a kid. I wrote a book book on him in fifth grade. Really? I did. <laughs> or I guess maybe Adam Sandler, because he's not so funny anymore, and maybe I'd, like, maybe I'd look a lot funnier. <laughs> but I think what I actually really want to do is, like, commercials and stuff, or, or short films, and I don't know, just things where I don't have to memorize. Yeah. That's fair. I like it. Go on then, Dave. That's enough waffle for, for you intro in the actual segment. All right. The actual segment is called Actor Angles with Angles. It's the alliteration play on words. It's not angles both ways. It's angles as in A-N, you know. So Actor Angles with Angles. So I'm going to read out a quick scenario. We're going to put it for a 90-second bit, so you'll have to do a 90-second improv conversation, okay? With you. With me, and then the next one will be with Josh. Okay. Depending on how the first one goes. We, yeah, go we, can cut, we can cut this out if it's too bad. But let's, yeah. Yeah, let's you can cut this out if it's too bad. <laughs> so, you are walking down the street when a man dressed as a pirate approaches you and requests service on his ship. He seems shady, but judging by the police ankle bracelet, he's just had a troubled past. Three, two, action. Ahoy, matey. 
Oh, you think I'm I'm a pirate? No, I'm actually Irish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we? Can we, we can cut this part out, so we can just pretend this other one was today. <laughs> Wait, this is actually a really good thing, but it's way easier in person. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, action. Ahoy, lady. How's it going? What do you need help with? Uh, It looks like you're the one who needs help. You're asking me to come aboard your ship, sir. Oh, that's right. I wanted to implant the idea into your mind. I need help moving this boat up onto me other boat if you'd like to help me foresee singlings. Okay, let me get this right. It is 2020 and you're paying me in shillings. <laughs> and you want me to put a boat on a boat? <laughs> you see these fancy yachts driving around? I have a pirate ship. I need to put a fancy little boat on a boat to then sail the six seas. Okay, okay. I could definitely be down for this. Um, where are we going once we get on your boat on a boat? Well, I've discovered six of the seas, and there's supposed to be seven seas, so I think we're going on an adventure. Um, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I'm actually getting a phone call right now. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I gotta go, sir. It looks like, uh, it looks like someone over there needs to talk to you. His name's Josh Kerr. <laughs> and cut. Good, good, good way to uh, avoid the scenario. And uh, I know Josh was watching us taking notes and sweating in his seat because Josh's role is going to be a little bit more important for um, the development of your acting career. <laughs> Go and read the segment out then, Dave. No, you, you have to. Oh, God. So I'm a young schoolgirl jumping rope, apparently. A volcano is about to erupt behind the village, and the girl can't hear the explosion because she has new noise-canceling AirPod Pros. Go up and warn her. Three, two, one, action. Okay, um, the action would go, I hop out of my white van. That's all an asterisk right there. <laughs> hey, little girl, I see you have AirPods on and you can't hear me. <laughs> it looks like you still can't hear me. I promise that that van is not as creepy as it looks. Um, but I may need to tell you something. There is a volcano that's going to erupt um, and it's right behind you. So are you saying something, sir? Oh, no, no. Um, do you mind if I borrow? I was asking you to borrow your, your headphones just for a second. I, um, I just need to listen to this podcast called City Kick. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Go for it. I'm just skipping. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, um, also, by the way, there's a volcano, and I'm taking your AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cramp oh. Cut. And cut. <laughs> so we have learned that um, you don't like shady pirates, and you're willing to steal from a schoolgirl. <laughs> AirPod Pros, so I would definitely. AirPod Pros are really good, but they're just too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I can't take her in my RV. That would be way, way worse. <laughs> I'm like, I, I could rescue you from this volcano, but instead, I'm just gonna take you. Right? Well, I'm happy you have standards. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we'll we'll definitely do some improv um, after Fifth Ave or something. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Um. Okay. So yeah, Josh, you want to lead the the next segment. So we'll move on to the banter ball, which is the most famous segment of, of our podcast. We'd like to keep it in at all times. Um, so I would like to start with saying, you know, I read this really inspiring quote from you in 2015. And it said, like every good love story, it came to an end during my freshman year. Engels said, laughing. That's when I realized I'd made an impulse decision because of a girl. So have you made any impulse decisions since then? Or, you know, what happened there? 
Oh, no, no, no. I've n- I haven't made any impulsive decisions since um, my freshman year of college. <laughs> um, no, I haven't made any based on women, I don't think. I did date a British girl one time, and that sucked. <laughs> Who was this British girl? Ah, we won't mention any names. I think if you know, you know. <laughs> what, was, what was so wrong with her? We don't have to get into this. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we'll save that banter for a different time. (laughs) I get it. She she didn't want to date, you know, a U.S. 1500 meter guy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They said we were too weak. She wanted to date a Scottish 1500. (laughs) Um, So you said in an interview with Flowtrack that I wish I could have been the one to beat Kerr. How elated were you when you saw him lose to Ollie? Oh, wait, did I say that or did I say Chess? Because I'm pretty sure I've said both. You said, so in 2018, on June 11th, I think it was, I don't know why I know that off the top of my head, um, at the Portland Track Festival, you just won the 800 meters, and they asked you a question about racing, and you said, I miss, like, the championship-style racing without pressure of just, like, running a fast time, and you said, I wanted to be the one that beat Kerr. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wanted to beat the best guy in the NCAA. Yeah. Which, I still, I'm... I'm still a little shocked that Ollie was the one who beat you. <laughs> when you beat when you beat Centro so many times. <laughs> and Vincent Ciotti, because Josh actually got third in that too. So it's not even like he got second to Ollie. Hey, don't oh. you don't need to bring up third. Me and me, me and Craig are in similar boats with that one. <laughs> oh gosh, bro. Oh man. <laughs> Getting out bit by what was his name? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I knew I wasn't gonna beat you, so I just started letting up and I don't know why. I just thought no one was behind us, and then the dude beat me by .01, who had, like, he got to miss a round of regionals because he had forgotten his uniform. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of controversy about that. So what happened, what Michigan State he went to, and, yeah, so he goes to regionals, turns up to the first round of regionals, and, like, turns up to the call room, like, just before they go on the track, and he doesn't have his, like, vest, his bib or anything, so he couldn't race, and then he got passed through to the next round. He wasn't even ranked in the top five. And he just got passed through the first round of regionals. So everyone was like hating on him from there. And then he ends up second and So Yeah, I actually felt for him. I'm like, man, that does suck. And like, that could have happened to me one day. Yeah. But I'd also, I was like, dude, you don't just get to like, yeah. Pass. I don't know. It was weird. It is crazy how stressed, though, it is. It's like, did I pack my uniform? It's like, I've checked this 15 times. I know for a fact I have everything, but I have to constantly make sure I have it. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that happened, but I also can understand the worry. Yeah. Um, so, in the first 30 minutes, what happened to your van once you bought it? You had some drilling accident, or you might have done a little cookie cutter in the wrong location. <laughs> okay, I see you've been talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just were, like, so excited that I just cut a hole in the roof, and it was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to cut a hole for the air conditioning unit, and I just was, like, so stoked and just rip ideas out whatever <laughs> you live you learn did you get it fixed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that was actually one of the only mistakes we made shockingly really that's pretty good to be but fair now i know who you've talked to and now i know what's coming yeah you definitely know this one's coming um because i think you've told me in this in the past because dave brought this up from you know our un yeah, anonymous source that we got some of this information from i want to hear i heard you had some bladder issues with an underwater treadmill 
Okay, is there a point in this banter where I get to banter back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One yeah. More, one more so we have one more question, and then you can come at us. <laughs> because because I've also heard Dave has had some bladder issues around his team. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Check. yes, this is the most embarrassing story I have. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we had an underwater treadmill at Ole Miss that we shared with the football team, and um, I, I, like, really, I'm somehow, I never... I never took vitamins, but for some reason that day, I either drank something with vitamin B12 or ate a vitamin B12. I don't know. <laughs> but it makes your pee really yellow. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I did my underwear treadmill run, and I was sitting there done, just talking to, sitting in the underwear treadmill, talking to my uh, athletic trainer. And I was like, man, I guess I'm going to be here for a while. So I just started peeing. <laughs> and apparently it was the most yellow pee I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and the football players just happened to walk in at the same time and some of the guys on our team and the trainer and everyone's sitting there and they're like, dude, there is a yellow cloud of piss around you. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> and that I thought that would be the end of it. I was like, man, I feel really dumb. Like I shouldn't have done that. But then they sent out a school-wide or athletic department-wide email about how they had to empty the contain and empty the underwear treadmill and clean it and sterilize it and no one would be able to use it for the next few days. And then the football players were trying to fight me or something, but I, I had left the building because I was so embarrassed. And so it was like they got like Sean Tobin and Robert Demanic almost had to fight these football players for me peeing <laughs> in the underwater treadmill. And then the track coach, the head track coach, made me apologize to the whole team at a team meeting, the sprinters, the throwers, the jumpers, everyone, about how I peed in an underwater treadmill. <laughs> and I was sitting there sweating, about to cry, also trying not to laugh. <laughs> and, I'm like, and then I had to do volunteer hours at the Humane Society. It was great. <laughs> All because I took vitamin B12 so I could beat Josh Kerr at the Humane <laughs> <laughs> that's the little things right? it's the little things <laughs> oh man so we'll stay on the topic of water um how experienced are you at at driving jet skis <laughs> you oh, oh man uh <laughs> i gotta give a someone a call into this yeah um i guess i'm not the best <laughs> and yep <laughs> you want to want to elaborate a little bit what, what happened did you did you crash it or, or what <laughs> last summer or two summers ago like in between all these u.s miles and everything we went to my buddy's lake house and their neighbors had just gotten brand new jet skis um and he had like they weren't even broken in yet so you weren't allowed to go above 40 miles an hour or something so we were just ripping around and um this goes back to ryan manahan the guy who threw me the bud light we were just splashing each other on him and stuff and and i had my girlfriend at the time on the back and i guess i just i went full speed to splash him and i was going towards the dock so i tried to, but I, so i let off the gas and tried to turn and no jet skis they don't turn once you let off the gas so i actually hit the gas again to turn but it was too late and i smashed the dock and it was like two thousand dollars worth of damage to this brand new jet ski oh. and i thought the jet ski was going to sink and it was <laughs> terrible it was just one so, of the worst <laughs> so you really broke it in. i broke it in literally <laughs> i 
love it, dude. I love it. We we roast you a little bit there. You had a couple of stories that we would just want to get out because I, I I've definitely heard. I I think I've heard the jet ski and I've definitely heard the underwater treadmill. And they're just they need to be out in the world, dude. They do. <laughs> but this this you know we 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 were starting to allow our guests to kind of bring their own banner and bring something back. You know, allow them to have a voice when it comes to this segment. So I know you've done a little bit of research and you've been speaking to some people. So let's hear it. Let's hear what you've got. <laughs> okay, I guess I, I didn't get much on um, Kerr because I, I don't know any Scottish people. But um, <laughs> I guess I have some questions to ask Dave. Um, oh. Let's see. I would love to hear about the first time Dave asked Olivia to be his girlfriend at the beach. And then, <laughs> and then from there on, we can just go back to the uh, having issues holding your bladder. <laughs> um, I don't... Who did you who did you text for the the me and Olivia thing? We don't Dave. need to get into that. Though. We don't maybe Olivia? I don't know. <laughs> well if Olivia's texting you, game over. I'm not picking her up from work. <laughs> um so Olivia will probably get upset that I tell the story the way that I do because I like to gas it out. Um but so I s- hadn't had a serious relationship leading in this. I talk, I bring up Olivia every every time we have a podcast, but sure. most of it's how much I love her, how much incredible um, <laughs> uh, incredible cooking we do together. Um, but for this, so we go to the beach. Um, we're down there on the Oregon coast. You've been there a bunch of times. It was me and my roommates and her. And the date was 424.16, right? And for some reason, I remember it because it was so numerical. Like everything's divisible by four, right? I'm a, a freak. Awesome. Sorry, side note. Happy late anniversary. I mean, oh, yeah. but here's the fun fact. She said no then. Oh. <laughs> so I, we were walking on the beach, watching like, um, it was really early in the morning. I was going to say the sunrise, but the sun doesn't rise in the west. So we were walking on the beach and I was picking up these seashells and putting them in my pocket. And she's like, oh, what are those for? I'm like, ah, just don't worry about it. You know, I just like collecting shells. So I'm putting all these um, things in my pocket. We go sit on this really nice log overlooking the ocean, and I'm like, hey, I, okay, this is super, super stupid. I ride in the grass, or ride in the sand, like, oh, would you no. want to be my girlfriend? But I didn't, like, W, W, would, or W, Y, W, like, would you want to be my girlfriend, right? And she says, what does that mean? I was like, I think I know you, you know what it means. And she said it, and I was like, yeah. And she's like, um, unfortunately, no. And then, like, we had this conversation, and, like, I respect her for it because, like, <laughs> She was so do I. I only <laughs> don't respect her that she must have gone back on what she said. So she had a, a, a previous relationship, um, rel- not relatively close to that, but it wasn't relatively a good relationship um, from my understanding. And so we agreed. I was like, okay, when you're ready to date, just ask me out and I'll say yes in a heartbeat, right? Because I'm so madly in love with you. I didn't say that last part, but I was. And so, so fast forward four years. You no, know, but yeah, so fast forward four years, we're still together, but, and we live together. <laughs> But on that moment when she said no, I just empty my pockets. And she's like, what are you doing? And I just drop all the seashells. She's like, what were those for? And I'm like, well, I was going to, on a one-year anniversary, write 424.16 in seashells and give it to you as in like a picture frame. Because I just knew. I was like, I knew this girl's going to be like the one, right? And so I just emptied them all right there on the beach and, and left <laughs> them to get door. taken away. Taken away by the ocean. That's beautiful, so, Dave. Yeah, thank you. So now we're dating. Uh, we started dating in July. So like three months later, she came around. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that shout out Olivia again. <laughs> um, but you know that we're breaking the standard. Guys don't have to ask the girls to date. Girls can ask the guys. Through trial and error. Unbelievable um, podcast. And then what did you say about the the bladder? Um. I was just told that you also have 
bladder issues where you may have peed yourself before the team and before conference, conference peed yourself. Okay, who did you mess? You messaged someone from college. What? Dude, I... <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I I could have sworn you were gonna. I thought that pee story was when I almost peed my pants in Moab with Drew when we were driving across. But that's a different story, not the related one. So we were doing a team meeting my senior year of college, and we were all about like the team camaraderie and like really honing in on like the team atmosphere. And we were having this team meeting, and I'm like, all right, I don't want to go pee. I don't know where we're at in the hotel. I don't know where the bathrooms are. We're just in this random room. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pee in this bottle. So I go to pee in this bottle and completely miss and just like soak myself, soak the chair. I could fill the bottle. I'm just covered in piss and <laughs> I'm covered in piss. And our coach, our college coach walks in and he's like, oh, what are you guys doing here? And so I flip the chair around because it was covered with pee. So I'm just sitting there with it backwards and I'm like, oh, we're just having an athlete only meeting. And so like everyone's just trying not to laugh. He's like, oh, I can see you guys are having a good time. Continue on. He leaves. I'm soaked. <laughs> And I was just joking. I was like, if we win conference tomorrow, I'll do this before every race that we have for the rest of the cross-country season. Oh, the next God. day, we win conference. Yes. So we're at regionals, and the guys are like, we do our annual team meeting or our, our pre-meet meeting. And he's, they're like, all right, you got to pee yourself. I was like, what? Like, you said you were going to pee yourself. <laughs> so then I literally chug a bunch of water, go stand in the shower, and just piss myself for the team oh, <laughs> to continue the good luck uh we end up getting third at regionals qualify for nationals we make Go it on. to nationals and i'm in there and then another senior on the team it was his final cross country race he's like i'm gonna pee with you so me and him put our arms around each other and pee oh. ourselves shower oh. <laughs> before, uh, cr- final cross country meet and it went horribly wrong so yeah, he shouldn't have done it he shouldn't have done it and yeah as every, and anyone listening knows men's college running teams get pretty weird yeah <laughs> Cross-country teams are a story of their own, for sure. So, yeah, I, I peed myself, um, and I still have bladder issues. I have to pee again, and I already peed during this podcast, so. <laughs> well, the good thing is, Dave, is nicely wrapping up, so. <laughs> Hold on. I have one. I think I have one for Josh. I, see, I don't, know oh, yeah. I don't know if any of this part is true, but when we had that un- unspoken rivalry our sen- my senior year of college, I was told that you did – the, the workouts you did, you'd do like a hard 300, and then for rest, you'd have to do 100 push-ups. Okay, yes. <laughs> so I came back from – because our coaches be, – not beefed about it, but spoke about this. I think there was a video of me doing this. So what happened was um, I do um, – it, it was something along the lines of I won endurance relays and then went on like a spring break, like woohoo, Vegas, like – all that stuff and and it came back super unfit and i did a workout like a workout i'd normally be very good at like a pyramid workout going from 200 up to a k down to 200 again and i just like my coach stopped like coaching me on my way up on the ladder i was running so bad so we finished this workout and he's like right that's it we're, we're, this isn't gonna happen again i was like what do you mean he was like we're gonna do four by 300 off a of 50 push-up recovery and i was like <laughs> I was like, that seems really dumb. And he was like, no, we're doing it. He was super angry at me. I was like, okay. 
So I'll do them. And like, I'm really bad at push-ups. Like my body strength's terrible. Look at the state of me. Like, I'm not going to be like this, you know, lean, strong guy. I'm not. <laughs> so like I did it. Like it takes me really a long time to do the first 50 push-ups, do another one, 50 push-ups, do another one, 50 push-ups. Um, so I ended up, I only had to do the, the break. So I didn't have to do 50 at the end. But so it was overall 150 push-ups. And so there was a film, my, my coach, Joe Franklin, filmed me doing these push-ups in between the reps and sent it to your coach or something along those lines. And I remember, so what happened afterwards is I couldn't bend my arms for, for like four days. Like I legit, I couldn't do my hair. Like I couldn't bend my arms. So I was running with straight arms for like the next like three or four days. And then my coach was like, oh, I may have overdone him a little bit. Like I legit, I turned up to practice with like the flattest hair. And like, it was, it was, I couldn't put deodorant on. It was horrible. Flat and hair. So, That's how you know it's bad. If Josh can't blow dry his hair for exactly, 20 minutes that, before that, getting ready to go to school. You know I'm in trouble at that point. So yeah, we, that was, that was a, that was a, a punishment workout, but we never did that again. But he, I don't know, he was very much into push-ups. So we did that the one time when I got in trouble um, for, for being unfit coming back from a, from a holiday. So yeah. <laughs> See, that got in my head. Did it? <laughs> yes. I'm like, first off, I was like, okay, well, he's a pretty big guy anyway. I'm like, he's just going to be, like, I was, like, justifying my head. I'm like, he's just going to be so jacked. Like, he won't even run well in NCAAs. I'm like, does he, and then I'm, I'm like, laying there in bed at night. Like, does he do push-ups all the time? So I started doing a lot more push-ups. No way. And at a lift, I remember the lift, I was doing push-ups, and Van was like, is that all you got? Like Josh Kerr is doing 50. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I can do more. <laughs> I remember actually, I think I saw a video of your coach sending a video of you doing push-ups or him doing push-ups back to us or something like that. But what I will say is it, it, that is very mutual because do you remember um, Falmouth when we ran the mile at Falmouth uh, oh, yeah. in 2018? Hey, I've got two wins against you. That's it then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what happened was like, I don't know, do you just drink a ton of water before races? Do you remember this? So like every time we used to leave the house, you used to grab a bottle of water and then you were like, Josh, do you want one? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So you were just chugging these waters. And I was like, maybe that's the move. So I was just chugging waters and I was so overhydrated for that race. <laughs> I was like, this guy is so far in my head for this. So yeah, I'm sure it works both ways. So that was a lot of fun. Hey, Craig, can you confirm that Christian Serratus was drinking beer the night before he dusted Josh the next day? Remember, when he was playing Fortnite and he was chugging oh, yeah. beer. <laughs> With the sons, yeah, yeah. That host family's awesome. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it, yeah. Well, if you have any more banter, I think we've wrapped up ours. Have you wrapped up yours? I have a lot more on you, but um, so a couple of them are inappropriate, apparently. And then one of them's about shocking in a beer where you open it upside down. But that just, I don't need to go into details there. Oh. <laughs> so Dave's just cool, like freaking shivering in his boots here. So I'll wrap it up. So one last segment we have is we like to get the guest to, to name the episode. And we'll, we'll only give you like 10 seconds. And you want to quickly just whatever you think of is the first thing. We'll give you a three, two, one. Like if it's anything about... You know what we've spoken about. Oh, God, dude, there's so many like, things we could we could name it something about B12 or a big white creepy van, <laughs> or uh, none of these are catchy. Oh man! All right, stuff. all right, ready? Three, two, one. Um, let's name it. Ingles gets pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Ingles or Angles? Ingles, Ingles. It means oh. angel in German. Ooh, very Good nice. Good to know. Good yeah, yeah. Good night. Um, Good night. So, <laughs> that's all I know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you, Craig, for being on the Sit and Kick podcast. You're actually our final guest on season two. So you're wrapping up a very great season of 
um, just consecutive guests that unfortunately went downhill from the start. So thanks for being the bottom of the barrel. I want, I want you guys to know one more thing. I had heard that I was going to have to freestyle. I'm actually like buzzing like I am before a race right now. <laughs> that's so awesome, bro. That was, that was actually so fun. Beatbox, you want to just take, let Craig take it away? No beat. No beat. No beat. Just go for it, and then we'll, we'll maybe put a beat underneath it. Dave will, Dave will do some. Do I, I can put a beat underneath it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. From Enterprise, Oregon to Edinburgh, Scotland, they do a lot of sitting, but not much kicking. To everyone listening, you're about to be a witness to this next season. The one main reason of David Rivers leaving, I'm about to take over the Brooks Beast logo. Say bye to your mother, I'm about to be your father. Don't even bother attempting an author. I'd rather be a scholar and not from Scotland. See you on the track, but not in Japan. <laughs> not Dude, in Japan. that was phenomenal. That was just like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. best freestyle 2020 well that that's gonna be a phenomenal way to, to end season two's guest podcast and, and uh we've had a really good fun time today and hopefully it wasn't like your normal boring uh podcast or, or zoom call so we've enjoyed no, it dude, that was a lot of fun i really really enjoyed that yeah we'll, we'll let you get to the road because you still got about thousands and thousands of miles to go <laughs> but again yeah we appreciate you for being on and if there's anything that you want to say to any one fan that you have um this is your closing um just know that that last instagram post caption was directed at you if you're listening to this <laughs> it's a, a slow meandering affair he wants to kick he's gotta go now well, with josh can all right here david ribbage josh kerr david ribbage josh kerr's for real fastest d2 1500 josh kerr on the outside way up front now is david ribbage <laughs>